Welcome to the Gangster of Consciousness. My name is Catherine McIntosh, rebel, entrepreneur, mom, global access consciousness certified facilitator, body intuitive, and founder of the No Judgment Diet, bringing you conversations to inspire you to follow your knowing and be the rebel by listening to your gut despite what anyone else might say. This is about being willing to go against the norm to create magnificence in every area of your life. Genius was not created by following the rules. All right, my magical friends, welcome to I'm a Giddy Kid. <laughs> this installment in this episode of the podcast, I am so excited to have one of my favorite people in the world, who's truly one of like probably my longest lasting friends. <laughs> And I'm really excited to have her on the episode on the podcast. And we're going to be really diving into a topic, I think, near and dear to both of our hearts, as we both have seen ourselves evolve into our work and evolve as women and evolve as beings. So um, before we dive into today's topic, I will introduce one of my favorite people, um, Miss Patty Alfonso. So Patty, yeah. Yay! Yay! Patty and I have known each other, gosh, a decade, I think. Like we're going on almost a decade, decade of knowing each other. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't We've that crazy? Many lifetimes within this lifetime. Through many versions of who the hell we were. And um, you know, Patty, what one of the things I, I actually showed up to a class that Patty was facilitating years ago in Denver and it was a pole dancing class. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll go. And like my whole body wanted to go, but I was like kind of butch mountain biker. I'd been a dancer previously and I'd kind of gotten away from it. So I was more like in the mountain biking tough girl phase. And I went to this class and was expecting to learn pole dancing. And what actually happened was that my body and my sexualness and my feminine got like lit up in a way that I was like, oh, there she is. There's that wild woman that was a hippie that like, you know, ran around on Grateful Dead tour in the 90s. And there was that woman who was willing to try, you know, like crazy ceremonies with shamans in the jungles of South America. Like, like you brought back to my spirit, a spirit of my embodiment that was like missing. And I remember getting done with that class going, holy crap, that wasn't a pole dancing class, but the pole, like it was, it was really like this invitation to unleash what had always been there. And so, you know, Patty and I have, we were just talking about, we've been to Cairo together. We've been to Dubai together. We were in Bahrain together. Like we've traveled the world and seen each other in a lot of different phases and a lot of different things. And and Patty brings to the table just this desire to unleash the embodiment of one's body, particularly the feminine body, but all bodies are welcome in this experience. So um, Patty, I'm so excited that you're here and I'm excited to see where we, we go. Is there anything else you'd like to add to the conversation? Oh my gosh, I love it. You know, I remember, and when I talk about pole dancing for consciousness and I give examples, you are literally one of the examples that I always use because at the time, you were, you had super short platinum blonde, spiky hair, leather jacket. And the reality is that that energy, it didn't go away when you took this class. It's just that a different energy was added to your life. And I look and I've seen through the years, the transformation, the hair growing out and more femininity and more presence, but you're still a freaking badass. You know, you still have that energy. So I, I remember in that class, you, you know, we were, it, it's, it was pole dancing for consciousness then, and it still is, but right now we're doing the sensual feminine movement. And I remember you in that moment saying, I'm going to let my hair grow out. 
you know, because that was part of the sensuality that we were exploring in the class. And you were like, yeah, right. Or, or the sensuality, the femininity. So that was, that was an amazing class for me as well. And I'm so grateful that you were there and that we got to explore that together. And, and yeah, thank you. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I cannot believe it's been 10 years. <laughs> OMG. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I'm good. yeah, that was the perfect introduction. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> I well, want to get to our topic. Well, let's dive into the topic. <laughs> so, so today's topic is what is an empowered woman? Like, what is that really? Is what I really wanted to explore. And in my work over the last 15 years, and I know that you do a lot of this work as well, and I have specialized, you know, in cisgendered women, women who identify as women and have female bodies. That's just, you know, what I've specialized in over the years. And, and I am exploring how many different ways we can play with this energy and these and these things with all the different kinds of bodies that are existing and all of the different kinds of, of beings that are showing up on this planet right now. Um, and I've really focused on like, what is it to be an empowered woman? Like, what does that really mean? What does that look like for real? Because there's a lot of work out there. So empowered leadership and empowered femininity and but what is that really? And what does that mean for each individual person? Because I also think that whatever I feel is empowering may not be what you think is empowering. So I made some notes and I thought that we could play with them and see what resonates with you. What do you know about this topic? What resonates for me? And then just see where this conversation goes. Cause I think this idea of being empowered is something that's, that's talked about a lot and I want to have a deeper conversation about it. So mm. Are you ready for my first? I'm, I'm ready. I'm already ready to cry. So I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So my first note, literally on being an empowered woman, and I, I have notes here, so I'm going to read it. It says, um, an empowered woman embodies all of the flavors of life without judging herself. An empowered woman to me is willing and able to embody all of the energies including sadness or crying without judging herself. And on the sort of, you know, relationship side of that, an empowered woman can be present with another woman during that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fascinating because just, on, you know, on the evolution of that journey and in the middle of it for myself right now, right and and really looking at everywhere where i thought getting it right mm. meant that i was empowering or being empowered or embodying the the picture of like potency and strength and rawness and realness but like that i i recognize in my own self that pressure to always try to sh like show up in a way that i thought was required and you know the last year of my life i've let everything be messy yeah. Like oh. everything. That's one of the flavors of life. That and is a flavor of life. Life is not perfect or right all of the time or you, it, life is messy. And when you're really being empowered, you can be in that messy and still be like, yeah, I'm messy right now. Check it out. <laughs> so, so for you, Patty, how do you know that you're showing up as that for you? Hmm. For me, vulnerability is really, really important. Uh, openness, like, and vulnerability from the place of total openness without judgment. So if I'm having a fit of rage, 
I am present with that fit of rage. I allow it to move freely through my body, right? In a, in a, in a healthy sense, right? Uh, um, um, if I feel like I need, you know, some of that exertion, if I have to tear up a phone book, that I'm allowing that energy to flow, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm having a moment of just tender hearted sadness, that's like cracking my heart open. I allow myself to be in that. I've been, you know, this thing about having to do it right. I've been exploring that and noticing that a lot in situations where say I wasn't comfortable or I didn't really like what was going on or someone crossed a boundary and then I just smiled through it. And I kind of like was like, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've really, that has been so loud in my universe lately because I've been doing that. And I think this is the thing really that we as women, especially are ingrained to do, be the good girl, be the nice girl, smile, nod, like, don't be angry. That's not okay. You're crying. It's too much. That's too sensitive. You know, even joy. I mean, joy is something that I embody naturally all of the time. And it can be a lot for some people, but that a lot for some people is actually their problem, right? So, so embodying all of the flavors of life is really just letting yourself to be the bigness that you actually really are without judging yourself, without judging other people. They're too much is they're too much. Okay, go over there and I'll be over here being my bigness. And when you're ready to play, let's play. Oh, you don't want to play? Okay, fine. Well, I'm going to go find people who actually love my bigness, mm. right? That idea of having to fit ourselves into someone else's tiny little world, like that's not really truly embodying all of the flavors that are available on this planet in this body. There's so many delicious nuances and flavors. And I think that... Um, the more I'm authentic with what is happening inside of me, what is happening in my body, the more I'm able to communicate that vulnerably with an open heart, um, then I think the better off everyone. Anytime that I have to suppress something, that's not going to work out good for anyone around me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that shit, I hope we can cuss, is going to come out somehow. And I find that the more I suppress and the more I try to tone it down and the more, the more it creates this like <sighs> inside of me that at some point has to come out, mm -hmm. it just does. Mm -hmm. So an empowered woman has all of the tools available to her to embody and emote and move all energies through her being and through her body without being at the effect of them, without projecting them onto someone else without suppressing them. Yeah. And I would add without justifying. Right. Yeah. And, and, and yes. this piece oh God, of so important. Yeah, yeah. And huge. Like I, I caught myself, I think it was five years ago where I would like make a choice and always justify why I was making, why I was making that choice. And I was like, this is insane. Like as a business owner and someone who's, you know, from time to time, had a lot of staff, not had a lot of staff, had a lot of people in my life, not had a lot of people in my life. It's like, this is crazy that I'm justifying my choices. And I still catch, of course, catch myself. And it's like, mm. but one of the things I look at, you know, and to add to the conversation that you said that you were talking about is, is really silently listening to our intuition and not needing to prove yeah. that the intuition is right, not needing to justify that it's right, but like knowing in your gut, in your belly, in your pelvic floor, your truth yeah. and silently living it without needing any validation or any permission or any like that to me is, is so beautiful to witness when somebody's being that. And I know that when I'm choosing it for myself, there's that, that like energy that comes through the center of my entire being that like is, is palpable in every cell. And it's like unstoppable. 
Yeah. That's actually, I love that you just said that because that's the next thing on my list is that an empowered woman, I'm going to read it, can stand alone in what is true for her. Meaning that she doesn't need other people to validate what is her reality, what is true for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to, there's a little ping there around having to justify, because I think that there is a balance between vulnerability, being present with, being able to communicate, right? in relationship with a partner, in friendships, like, hey, this is where I'm at and this is what's going on for me. And I just wanted to share, express, you know, I think that that creates vulnerability and trust. And then there's the opportunity for each person to honor each other, you know, um, and then and then there's there's justifying. I feel like that's a totally different energy. Like you mentioned it about like having to prove something or having to explain yourself. Like I don't want to have to like explain myself to people, but I am willing to have the vulnerable conversation that can be intimidating, uncomfortable, confronting, you know. Um I do think that that is a skill that you know, I think needs to be developed in a lot of people. <laughs> but, oh, I love, like, I'm a girl that will sit with you in confrontation and yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I do have my wanting to put on my running shoes when it comes I, I, to my but, intimate but, relationships. But the but, willingness to say, hey, I'm actually ready to put on my running shoes right now. Mm-hmm. That's to me like authentic present moment awareness and relating. I don't think that that's like justifying, you Mm -hmm. know, so what is justifying? Let's look at that because I feel like that there needs to be some clarity. I want to, I want to make sure that we unpack that. Um, What does justifying mean to you? Like when you talk about justifying something. It's for me, it's feeling like I need to explain why I'm choosing something. So it comforts or relaxes or eases somebody else. So it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with, oh, I am a recovering people pleaser. And so in order to, I'm the girl who stirs the pot. I'm the girl who shows up a lot of times unapologetically. I'm the girl who will stand up for what she believes in and will speak her mind. And a lot of times that comes across. I mean, I remember like being told that, I was intimidating, you know, I had my bleach blonde spiky hair and like, you know, red lipstick and a hot white dress on. And, you know, someone saying to me, I'm intimidating. And I was like, what? I'm intimidating. What are you talking about? I'm like the nicest, like friendliest, lovable person I know. And, and at the time I was still functioning from like happy go lucky, like brand new mom, um, you know, hippie, like dancer, like everything's lovely. (laughs) I have my rose colored glasses on. And so when, when they, when they told me that, I was like, Oh, And I started to recognize what they were saying because it made, it's like my whole life made sense all of a sudden because I was the girl who felt like nobody liked her and I didn't quite understand it. I always felt like a loner. I mean, I was athletic and I mean, I was a part of a lot of teams and groups and, but I was always kind of the loner, even though I was in it. And when this person said to me, someone I admire and respect and adore and said to me, I'm intimidating. I was like, oh, that's what that is. I thought people didn't like me. And he looked at me like blank faced. He's like, you don't get that you scare the shit out of people. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you are so direct. And in your head is if you don't give me the information, I will chop off your head. I was like, yeah, that's kind of true for me. Like I'm always seeking the truth. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was taught, and I, I think we are as women. We're taught to ignore our truth. We're taught to people please. We're taught to placate. We're taught to fit in or be polite or be kind or be nice or be 
you know, don't ruffle feathers. Yeah. And don't rock and the boat. Don't rock I the boat. I was a boat rocker. Yeah. I was well, a boat I, rocker before I was born. I, yeah, I was always told like women, you know, children are to be seen and not heard. So, you know, like my job was just sit there and look pretty and look pretty. So I'd like to add to my list, which isn't on my list right now, but um, an empowered woman can be intimidating. And intimidation can can be embodied through silence as well. It doesn't oh, always have to yeah. be, right? So we're talking, like, I feel like everything that we talk about is on a spectrum, right? Everything is on a spectrum. There's no like this way or that way. There's nuances of all over. So, so an, a, a, an empowered woman, I think can be extremely intimidating to most people. And I, I love, I love that. I recently had an experience where I was like, oh, I'm, I'm actually, there was like a ruffle and I was like, oh, I'm actually intimidating them. And this goes back to like being willing to embody all the flavors of life without judging yourself. So in that moment, I was like, oh, I'm being intimidating. Oh, okay. And then I had a little giggle with myself, a little turn on, oh, I'm being intimidating. Okay. And then I was like, oh, okay. And it's too much for them. Oh, okay. And a little giggle, no judgment either of me or of them um, and what was going on and then allowing space right to see what else arises but i think the I, i'm one of those people like that just i i just provoke people i don't even have to do anything i could just walk into a room and people are provoked by my presence it just is right and you're right i used to take that stuff really 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 personally right? Like, oh, I did something wrong or I must have messed up or how can I, how can I like make myself smaller so that they're comfortable? How can I like tone myself down so that they're comfortable? And I mean, you and I both know the gift is in fully embodying all of you, you know, fully being the being that you came here to be and fully being present with your whole body, the way that, that you came here to be. And that that's actually the gift. But I think that sometimes we're taught like, oh no, shh, <laughs> take it down a notch. You're making people uncomfortable. I just have to find the pleasure in making people uncomfortable. <laughs> well, and, and I'd like to add to that. It's also the willingness. So when you know that that's happening, you named it, you don't dumb it down. Yeah. But two, you also don't judge someone for not being able to receive it while simultaneously not judging you for being it. Exactly. You know, and, exactly. and that, that is like, I mean, in, in my 10 second life living, yeah. that is like my work right now is to be that, to not judge somebody else for not being able to receive it and to not judge me for knowing that I'm sparking discomfort, yeah. you know, and, and and that it isn't personal. It's a huge, that's a huge dance of vulnerability. Yeah. You know, what comes up when you say that is the, the phrase that sort of popped in my, in my head is discomfort is, um, discomfort is a sign of change to come. Mm -hmm. Comfort is a sign that there's something here that can be changed. And what I, what I'm, are, it's like, not everyone can use discomfort as a way to change and create more for themselves. A lot of people want to avoid discomfort. And in that avoidance, that's when like, they kind of start to push you away because you're, they, you're, they're so uncomfortable by you and what you're bringing up in their own, right? That they're like, mm, no. <laughs> and like being okay with that. No, mm -hmm. being okay with that. No, of, mm -hmm. of, um, they're not ready or willing or able to look at whatever that discomfort is. I think for people like you and me, where I don't know about you, but I'm like obsessive about continuously growing and changing and becoming a better person, becoming a better woman, loving myself more, loving my body more. Like I'm obsessed. That's like my, I love it. I love it. Uh, from a place of total like curiosity and growth and expansion and knowing that there's always more, there's always more. That's like my favorite phrase ever. There's always more. Um, so for someone like me, when that discomfort shows up, and this I think goes with my next thing is an empowered woman does her work. She does the work. She does the work of growth and, and, and 
excavating what no longer serves to let it go. So when that discomfort comes up for me, I'll be like, oh, what's this? Oh, what's he, where did you come from? What are you doing? Oh, you don't serve me anymore. Is, is it time to let you go? Okay, great. Right. And we can be done with that. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that like, you know, a lot of people, they don't have the tools, they don't have the, and, and they may not have it today, but they may have it in a year or two or three or five. I've seen that a lot in my work where at first people are intimidated by the work that I do and it's too much or whatever, but two or three years later, they're like, okay, I'm ready now, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Well, somebody else's reaction to your full embodiment of you is not personal. It's also not your responsibility. And, you know, I mean, cause I look at where I have reactions to people and they're like, and it's not personal. That's where, what you said, you're obsessed. Like that's where I go. Oh, there's where my work is for today. Or there's my, where my work is for the net. Like, Oh, that, that one, I'm, I'm noticing that discomfort arise. And there is this, I think this, cultural need to placate and satiate discomfort and get rid of it or resolve it or fix it instantaneously where my work in the last few weeks and months has been am I willing to sit with it yeah so deeply not reach out to a friend for you know a conversation not seek out external support in the process am i willing to sit with it long enough yeah without sweeping it to the side because we all know when we sweep it to the side especially when you're doing the work and you're willing to look at everything it'll back around it'll just come <laughs> back to <laughs> It'll come back louder. louder and louder. And I've had several of those lessons in the last year of like, oh, oh yeah, universe, like, wow, thank you. Look, I think that's a lot of what this last year, last year and a half has been for the world. Sitting with your own shit. Sitting yeah. with your own stuff um, and being present with it and allowing it to be unearthed from that deep within so that we can let it go and change it and create something different now and create something new now. And you can see, you can see it's happening all over the world now, the people that are resisting, the people that are reacting, the people that don't wanna talk about it, the people that are like in the rightness of their point of view, the people that are like, I mean, it's, it's so loud right now with all of that. And I love that you're bringing back the, the like an empowered woman is willing to sit in silence with herself, with what is true for her, you know, and, and be in that. I've had so many experiences recently where that same, that same exact thing where, you know, you know, you have, you have your group of friends, you know who to call when you want a certain kind of energy, right? You know who to call um, if you just want to gossip. You know who to call if you want someone to really ask you something and change something with you. You know who to call if you just want to like trash someone else. We all have those people in our lives where we know like the role, right? Quote unquote, that they serve. Uh, and there, there have been so many situations what I, where I have also been like, I actually don't want to call anyone. Like I have to go so deep within myself to see what is true for me mm -hmm. and name it and own it and be mm -hmm. present with it and stand in it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but I think that with that also comes another thing on my list, which is the willingness to know when you fucked up, the mm. willingness to know when you did something that you need to like um, course correct with someone else. I think that's so, so, so important. It takes a lot of courage to be like, Hey, I did not handle this in the best way that I could. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I say to my clients a lot, you know, when you're practicing something new, you're not going to do it perfectly. 
whether it's learning how to set a boundary or learning how to communicate your fears or learning how to communicate what, what doesn't work for you, it's not going to be done perfectly, especially if it's something that you've suppressed for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm always doing the work. I'm not perfect. I have those moments where I have to set a new boundary that I didn't even know that I had and I don't do it perfectly. And I'm an intense person. So when I set things, I'm intense about it. I pull out my sword and I'm like, ah. <laughs> I was just telling my lover, I was like, I put away my sword now, you know? Um, but, you know, sometimes you come out guns a blazing because mm -hmm. it's the first time that you've actually set this for yourself. And in those moments when we don't do things, you know, uh, as gracefully as is possible, I think an empowered woman has, is willing to just come to the table and be like, wow, I was not graceful in that exchange. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to do better and I want to be better. And how can we move beyond this? You know, again, coming back to like vulnerability and creating trust with yourself and creating trust with someone else. And um, yeah. I love that's, that. That's a big one for me. I love that. Well, and I also like to add to it, I think it's um, the, the willingness to know that you can't do the work for anyone else and, and the willingness not to try to pull other people along and the willingness to know like you can only show up as fully as you can show up, but you can't force anyone else to show up in relating to you unless they truly desire it. And I think that, you know, I've watched myself in my own dance with that, especially in intimate relationships. I mean, I, ooh, I might cry. I hit like a core wound like 10 days ago that I was like, oh my gosh, like I'd process something that happened to me when I was 17 years old. And I thought that I'd processed the core wound. And what was showing up was I was looking at my four most intimate relationships, right? My live-in partners, whether they were husbands or boyfriends or whatever you want to call them. And there was a particular flavor of intensity that I was displaying. And I had to go, wait, I'm the common denominator in those four. And there has been a similar theme in all four. So at some point, I can't blame them. I can't pull them into, this is something I have to do on my own. And in the process, I saw this particular event when I was 17 and it wasn't the actual event that had me feeling unsafe. It was that my family, like I basically had to leave my own home at 17 and go live somewhere else. And that was the feeling unsafe in my own home that sort of like um, activated a behavior in all of my intimate live-in relationships where underneath the surface, I had no idea was this living <laughs> live wire yeah. that I didn't feel safe in my own home. And I created that as a reality in all four of my relationships that that ultimately has nothing to do with them and everything to do with me but i was trying to pull them along into something that that wasn't my truth and it wasn't their truth yeah yeah that's like yes <laughs> i was like oh i'm pulling you i'm pulling you us through the mud <laughs> I, man i just i love i love it i love it and, and you and I did have a conversation about this, you know, prior to the show. So I'm, I'm totally aware of, of what you're talking about. And I had a similar thing as well that, let me, I'm gonna acknowledge what you said first because it takes such courage to go that deep within and track and trace and be willing to let that go and change it. And there are so many, things that we do in our lives that are based on such old uh, points of creation moments <laughs> that don't have anything to do with who we are today, what we want to do, who we're with. Like, and I love that, that, that you did that for yourself. And I can't wait to see like how that continues to shift and transform and evolve 
in your life. Because for everyone listening, this is a process. This is, you know, man, I get so angry with those, you know, five easy steps to blah, 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 man. <laughs> yes, life can be ease. And, and if you don't resist, it can be easy, but it's not always as simple as like, oh, bam, bam, bam. For me, you know, in this similar energy that I've been exploring in the last few weeks that has come up for me, which I tracked all the way is like the topic or the energy of like jealousy and being in triangles. Mm. And I can look at so many mm. times in my life where I was in a, a triangle kind of. I witnessed it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in your yeah. life for a lot of those triangles. Like, like, you know, and I'm not meaning just like boyfriend, girlfriend, other woman, but three girlfriend relationships or, you know, two uh, mentors and me or a boyfriend and a mentor and then me or like my mom and my sister and me, right? I can look at, or like a boss and myself, like I can look at so many times in my life where this triangle energy showed up and it showed up and I had that reaction of like, whoa, this isn't safe for me, right? And, and this, I do wanna talk about safety for the feminine body because that's actually really important, but I totally, and, but I took the time and I sat with it and I was like, all right, pulling all my energy into myself, what the heck is going on here? Because this keeps coming up and up and I'm done with this. I'm done with what I'm creating here. <laughs> and I tracked it all the way to being in the room mm. with my mom mm. and the original triangle was her and my dad and his ex-wife. And I could feel it, how she was struggling while she was pregnant with me with this triangle in her life. And that energy got passed into my body because I was in her body at the time. And it is something that I realized wow. I realized, I was like, wow, I have been trying to heal this for my mom my whole life. And I fired myself from that job. And I said, this is not actually my responsibility to fix or my responsibility to heal. And I allowed, I'm getting full body goosebumps. I just allowed, I asked, you know, universe, consciousness, myself, the medicine to release it from my cellular memory because I, this is not for me to fix. Yeah not for me to fix. So that's like taking responsibility for your own self, not trying to engage other people in fixing something that isn't theirs to fix. Right. And really going inward um, and getting really present with, with where you started creating this mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and being able to change it and to let it go. Mm -hmm. um, and I love, this is why I love having deep, meaningful conversations with people because I know, and I've talked to several people who are having these really old, deep things resurfacing that they're like, I thought I dealt with this already. I thought I did this. What the heck, right? And this new layer of, of letting go is emerging, which I think is so exciting. Uncomfortable as fuck, but exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, I want to add to this conversation a piece yeah. like that to go back to what we were talking about with justification. Mm -hmm. Like um, I have seen in myself what a not an empowered woman is in the sense of when I feel unsafe, yeah. then I will justify mm. yeah. behavior that is not really my best choice right and and that like and so coming back and taking a step back and really looking at wait a second i'm justifying something because i'm justifying i feel unsafe and therefore because i feel unsafe i'm justifying that i have a right to behave in a way that really is not appropriate really is not my highest self embodied and in this last 10 days of processing you know what happened to me at 17 i i basically almost died by one of my siblings who intentionally tried to take my life and was was blamed for it and 
felt really unsafe in the moment. We have a, a visitor. <laughs> happening beyond. We have a visitor. Hello, visitor. It so like it sounds like 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 a light, you know, flickering, electric. I'm like, oh, I thought it was like so a big funny. bug. Sorry. That's okay. But but it's this what an empowered woman is not is is justifying behavior that to her core knows is not her best choice. And I'm not saying you're not going to have those moments because we all have those moments, but it's, are you going to course correct those moments or are you going to continue to blame those moments on the external circumstances that you're creating and the external circumstances that you're inviting into your life? Because we all invite circumstances to facilitate us into being a greater being into evolving into who we truly are. And if we don't take a look at those places where we're like, well, that's not my problem. Well, that's not my fault. You made me do it. <laughs> right. Like, like that isn't being empowered. And so even if you do go the route of not your best behavior, not your best choice, it's taking a moment to take responsibility, to acknowledge, to course correct, to apologize, and also then to go, wait a second, I'm the common denominator of everything in my life, and where am I going to choose different? Yeah, 100%. Hundred percent. So, and because I really like, like they, it, all, they all kind of work together. Yeah, all, it's when safety. About, they all work together. You know, embodying all the flavors of life without judgment. Um, uh, standing alone and standing alone in what is true for you, as in not needing someone else to validate, but also being able to know when you know you kind of got off the track, and now you need to course correct, and 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 that comes with doing the work doing your own personal work. Like those are the one, two, three, four that we've talked about so far. And I love it that they all play with each other. Cause here's the thing. If you have a moment where you don't show up as your best self, if you judge yourself incessantly for that, you are going to miss the work part of it. You're going to miss the part, the gift of evolving beyond that. Right. And I, I know for myself, like I got stuck so many times in like whatever I was judging myself for. And I didn't let myself have the gift of what that experience could create in releasing and letting go. You know, if I had stayed stuck right in this triangle thing and, you know, and the jealousy and da, 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 and I hadn't just like been willing to sit with it and really deeply in my body get present with like, why is this energy still here? I wouldn't have gotten to the original triangle, which I experienced in my mother's womb, you know, <laughs> right? I would have just like got stayed stuck in mm -hmm. in that energy so mm -hmm. oh, what a beautiful conversation thank you mm. i love it i love well, it well and and i'll just say this like for those of you that are resonating like like most of the places where we get stuck it shows up in relationship it shows up in business it shows up in finances and body and you know it shows up in not wanting to look at something but but what I and you know Patty I think you you and I have both done this is like the majority of where we actually are stuck are usually things that are nonverbal and preverbal so they happen before the age of two and they're living living in our cellular body as a trauma but we don't have the verbal resources because it occurred pre-verbal. It occurred in a non-verbal state. And so when we're these adults and whether you do therapy or you work with a coach or you work with an energy healer or you do all of the above or you go to deep dive workshops or, you know, whatever it is, it's like we, we, we sometimes are living here with that work. And it's like when you can get to that nonverbal, preverbal, underneath the surface, which I know that's the work you do, it's the work I do. And sometimes it makes no sense. So it can be confusing or frustrating or also dismissive, like, oh yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's those dismissive moments that you actually want to start paying attention to because that's 
usually where the meat of of evolving into your best self lives you know what's coming up you know for people that are listening that are like all right well but you guys are body workers and you guys are healers and you've been doing this for a long time but i'm just like a regular person like where do i start i hear you i hear you so here you go um one of the things that that I've been really practicing and that I practice a lot with my clients and that, that I think is really important. Let's just self-awareness, right? Really practicing self-awareness with yourself and with your body. And when we talk about trauma, right? Again, we're talking about it in a spectrum. For me, trauma can be someone shooting me a dirty look from another side of the room. I feel that my body feels that, and I have a visceral response and a reaction to it. My body has a response and a reaction to it. And then all the way to the other spectrum could be a car accident or an assault or something like that. So let's, let's broaden what our definition of this word is. Um, and self-cultivating self-awareness. So for me, you know, and with my body too, because it's really interesting, when I had these, these memories come up, I had a lot of memories come up of things that I thought I had dealt with and whatever that were like frozen, stuck in my cellular memory and my musculature. And when they came up, my body had a response to them. So, and I'm talking specifically about like, are you, are, you know, fight, flight, fawn or freeze. So these are, are responses to the energy of trauma in our body and in our lives which ones are the ones that you automatically go to and starting to cultivate that self-awareness in the moment of like i mean i've already talked about wielding my sword right and like that's my fight response well i'm gonna fight you on this right not not being my most embodied present self right one of the ones that that my body does a lot is to freeze and i can feel it viscerally in my body it's like my heart constricts everything stops it's it's literally like i'm frozen on the inside and then i smile <laughs> yeah i'm totally listening to what you're saying uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> oh yeah that's great that you yeah <laughs> freezing but my face is still smiling and still nodding and still pretending like everything is okay. And usually it takes me a couple of days. Usually in the moment, I'm like, oh my God, I'm totally frozen and I'm smiling, but I'm just allowing, I'm being present with that. And then I have to give myself and my body time to unfreeze and to unpack and to, you know, get present with and breathe and all of that. Um, flight, oh man. Well, you, you mentioned it. I've got my running shoes on. I'm about to run, right? I'm about to get the heck out of this place. And then fawn is the people pleasing. So these are all automatic responses to things that are traumatic. And again, like my lover, I, I love him so much, but we had to have a conversation um, about, about, <laughs> I can't believe I want to say this, you know, he'd be like, yeah, I was at this event and there was all this sexual energy with this other girl. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. I know nothing about that one. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so glad that you got to connect. <laughs> so like, so, so what do you do in that moment, Patty? Like, seriously, like, yeah. So, so, so first of all, I had to notice that I was doing that mm -hmm. and I had to like really acknowledge. I'm, Did I'm, he know? No, no, he didn't notice. He was just, my, my lover is very open and very communicative and he loves to tell me everything. And I love that about him. I love it. We have such a, just like, um, I'm just giving myself a moment because even acknowledging this on this sort of like <laughs> platform, I can feel my brain like rewiring. So I'm just going to be present with that. And I'm just going to show it to you right now. I'm just going to be present with that energy. This is vulnerability, like on a whole other level, mm -hmm. right? This is something that I've been working on in, in my own privacy 
for a long time. Um, so, ha. Uh, well, it's also retraining ourselves to know what safety is and to know that like we're in charge of creating that and that it, you know, yeah, it's just a whole like, thank you. Cause so, I'm, I'm in, I'm in it with you right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so this had actually, he had shared with me about like five different people that this had happened to. And every single time I was like, oh, that's wonderful. Right. And then about the fifth time I was like, okay, this actually isn't, this isn't a, a healthy response that I'm in right now. I get like the idea cognitively of energy being exchanged and feeling really open and connected with someone. And I get that on a cognitive level, but my body is telling me something different. So being present with that, okay, what is that? Oh, I'm frozen. Okay, how do I get myself out of that frozen state so that I can thaw out enough to really get to what is deeply going on in there around mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, that looks like massage, moving my body, whether it's dance, sensual feminine movement or hiking. It means for me is privacy, being with myself and like with what is happening within myself, the meditation, like getting present with what is this energy? Where's this coming from? Is this really mine? How much of this is me and how much of it is my mom and what she was experiencing, like unpacking. So then I start to unpack and then, you know, I'm, I'm actually reading the ethical slut right now, which is a phenomenal book. Um, um, and they talk about like, like what, where have we made jealousy so wrong and mm. so bad, mm. you know? Um, and I'm aware, right. It's like, oh, I'm deeply within myself. I'm afraid that our relationship will change because he will be connected to someone else. Mm -hmm. but that's not really true. Mm -hmm. That's not really true. It could change, but the connection that he and I have is particular to his being and his body and my being and my body. Mm -hmm. It's particular to us. And he can't have this kind of connection with anyone else because they are a different being with a different body. So that's a total lie. Right, which again, I think stems from like my mom and my dad and the triangle that they had and her fear that he still loved his ex-wife more than her and like all that shit that's in my cellular memory, right? So tracking that and then just allowing my body, even as I mention it right now, it can still feel tightness in my heart and like constriction in my throat. And I'm like, for me, it's always about putting my hands on my body and letting my body know that I'm okay and I'm safe and that no matter what happens that we have each other and that we're going to be okay. <laughs> and then I smile and my body relaxes really like for me, contact, like, mm -hmm. like hard pressure feeling. I got to feel myself and my body in those moments. Other moments, it's more like, okay, body. Right. Um, and then and then it, and then after all of that inner exploration, what do I need in this situation? Mm -hmm. What do I need from my partner? And so I was like, look, <laughs> I totally get it that you're going to connect with other people and that there's going to be an exchange of energy and that sometimes that energy may be sexual and sometimes they may be a heart energy and sometimes, and I was like, that's totally cool. I don't need to know every single time you connect with someone in that way, go. I want you to have that. I want you to be with that, but I don't need to know about it. Mm -hmm. Caveat. Mm -hmm. the, only, the only time I need to know about it is if you have a desire to act on it. Mm -hmm. If you want to have sex with that person, I would like to know. <laughs> If you like all of a sudden are having clandestine meetings, like you're going out to dinner with this person and you're not telling me to me, that's, that's something that we yeah. should look at yeah. beyond that have at it. 
So there's clarity in, you know, I owned, hey, I'm a little, you know, huh, I get a little jealous here. Like if it wasn't wrong, right? If we didn't make that energy, it's just an energy. If we didn't make it wrong, because then we go into the wrongness of ourselves in that energy a lot too, of just like, I'm insecure and I thought I was over, you know, whatever. What if we threw all that shit away and we could just acknowledge the energy? A woman embodies all of the flavors of life without judging herself and without judging the other person. So that I'm having this experience. This is what is happening for me right here, right now, based on, okay, fine. I've got all that information now. So now I can work with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what was his response to that? He, um, he said, you know, I think I'm not using the right words <laughs> to explain what I'm saying. Cause it wasn't sexual. And I was like, okay. So it, it led him into an own introspection of his own experience, mm-hmm. you know? And, and we looked at when, cause we both do a lot of personal development events. We both do plant medicine. We both do a lot of events where, where we have the opportunity to in those moments live undefended and live open and I live love that. and love like so open and in those moments when you're with someone and you're looking at them and you're seeing the absolute beauty of their being without any walls without any barriers without any defenses man that is divine mm-hmm. that's i love what, that word undefended to live undefended, undefended. i love that experiencing mm-hmm. that it was a like that oneness that we're all talking about, Mm -hmm. that communion with everything that we're all talking about, that openness. Um, And for him, that was a new sensation, like a new with so many people who happen to be women, right? Plus he's like super hot. I'm like, dude, I know women are gonna be attracted to you. You're like, so hot, I totally get it. It's all good. I've been here with this kind of energy before when you're with someone who's just so hot and everybody wants them, right? I'm like, I get it. Have fun. And if you want to act on that, then let's, let's look at it. Let's get present with that energy. But anyway, he, he responded with, um, I don't think I'm using the right words to explain what's happening. So we looked at that and we unpacked it and we got to what I just explained. And then, and then I also, you know, my need, I was like, look, I have a need to feel really special to you. Mm-hmm. It's just what's true for me. I, I think that's true for everyone. Your most favorite piece of chocolate cake. I think that's true. Like if, if a woman is committing in relationship, I think that that like, especially, you know, one of the things I've looked at in, in being strong and independent and not really right. needing anyone ever, which that's- is, also a curse sometimes. Yes. And also um, not the healthiest. Not the healthiest. Miss Independent. Yes. Yes. I got it myself, you know. And, and I don't so I've really, <laughs> I've really looked at that as like that craving to really be special to one person and to not just know That's it wrong, to, but to feel it. Like, cause when we feel it, there's something that happens in our nervous systems that really allows us to relax. Because I know for me, I'm on, I'm a single mom. I'm a business owner. I've, I've been dealt and created and chosen a lot of shit in my life. And, you know, I, I sometimes have a hard exterior because of it, but ultimately I'm like this big fucking teddy bear. that just wants to be hugged and loved at the end of the day and know that I'm special to the person I'm choosing. Right. And it, yeah, there's, there's that. And because then there's an exhale. Yeah. And, and this is the thing about, especially I think creating relationships, I got to look at the time. Cause I know we're, we, we probably have to wrap up cause we've been, we're going to have to we're going to have to do, oh, do a round two. <laughs> yes, yes, two. So, so, and we can actually dive more into this in, in the next time that we talk. Um, so let me pull back and let's go back to this, this uh, need, right? 
an empowered woman, I'm going to go back to, you know, is willing to embody all flavors of life without judging herself or the other person. And I, when I got really clear with that desire that I have, I really want to be your most favorite piece of chocolate cake. I get that there's cake all over the world. I get it. There's all kinds of flavors. There's all kinds of toppings. There's all kinds of, but I just, I need to know that I'm your favorite right now. And I communicated that just exactly like I'm saying it to you right now with a smile on my face, with an open heart, with a just like real vulnerability, right? And, and of course, here's like, of course, you're my favorite piece of chocolate cake. And now that's sort of like, you know, when he says something, I'll just be like, oh, am I, am I still your favorite piece of chocolate cake? He's like, oh my God, yes. You know, so then it opens up for even more authentic relating, even more. And sometimes he'll just be like, I need you to tell me that you love me first today. Okay. Yeah. I break it, you know, and, and it's just authentic present moment. This is where I'm at. This is what's going on for me. This is what I need. And then you give the person the opportunity to care for you in that. If you don't ever communicate what's going on for you, you're not ever going to give anyone the opportunity to care for you in that moment. That's really letting someone in that vulnerability of this is this is what's going on we don't always have to be the strong independent fearless fierceless whatever fierce no. but, you know, oh we can have our moments of delicious delicious vulnerability well and i think that's a huge part of empowerment is is recognizing those vulnerable moments and giving voice to them and not making them wrong. And then also not making the person wrong if they can't reciprocate because yeah. then it's information of what do you wanna do with that information? You don't have to make that person wrong, just what do you wanna do with that information? And uh, the piece that like has been a theme in, in this conversation is that nobody can tell you what to do or what to choose or how to choose it. And this, this piece is we're all on a journey. And sometimes we're on a conscious collective. And a lot of times we're discovering and exploring and no choice and no truth is wrong. And no one can tell you what your choices are. Yeah. should look like or should create it's like you got to get deep in your bones and go am i making the best choice that i know how to make even if i know it's the most fucked up thing yeah. on the planet and i'm brilliant in making choices that are so fucked up no one else and everyone's like why would you choose that i'm like well it's in my bones i gotta just go there so i'm so grateful patty for our conversation for our friendship for our relationship like you've been there for me in some of the hardest moments of my life and i know i can probably say the same for you and um yeah and just to everybody listening thank you so patty where can people find you if they want to check out your work and what you're doing in the world and and um all that good juicy stuff yeah um, obviously, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, I'd love to offer a free gift if, if that's okay. Um, I, my, I'm in the, just in the business of empowering people to live orgasmically, whether it's female body, masculine body, or whatever it is in between. And so, um, take the quiz at orgasmicbodyquiz.com and, um, pattyalfonso.sexy is where you can find most of my offerings. Uh, I can't wait. I thank you so much for, for having this conversation with me and I cannot wait to continue it. So everyone stay tuned for part for two, part two. <laughs> on my podcast, Orgasmic Living. So just keep an eye out for that. Get on my email list, get on Catherine's email list, and we'll keep you posted on that because there is so much more. I've got like four other things to talk about here um, that actually are more about in relationship and relating mm -hmm. To another. Um, so I really look forward to having part two of this conversation with you. I adore you. I think you're amazing. I love your beauty and your intensity and your awesomeness and your creativity. And just, I just fucking love everything about you. 
<laughs> you're gonna make me cry so all i can say is thank you at the moment you're welcome and thank Try. you for being Beautiful. on the show <laughs> um yeah so go check her out you guys and thank you for taking time to listen to us today and may you have an amazing inspiring day because no one can tell you what you know <laughs> thanks everybody bye everyone Thank you for joining me on today's episode. If you liked what you heard, if you were inspired, comment, send us an email, let us know what changed for you and feel free to share it with your friends. Also make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes and inspiration so you can create what hasn't yet been created before. It takes guts to do what you're doing so if you're ready to be the rebel, follow me on Instagram at Catherine underscore Macintosh and follow the No Judgment Diet on Facebook and Instagram for the latest and greatest tips to tap into your brilliance and unleash your awareness. Genius was not created by following the rules.